Welcome to another episode of the Stubborn Heroes, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. My name is Adam, and I am the Dungeon Master. And the Stubborn Heroes we have today are David, who plays Bonnie. Hello. Cody, who plays Belgarath. Hello. And Matt, who plays Esmond. Oh gosh, I forgot about doing a voice. It's you just have to say hello. Hello. There you go. You don't I'm have to sorry. commit to anything. Just I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, guys, remember guests, we cheer. Yay! Yay! Christ, every fucking time. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Matt. It's okay. I'll add it in post. I'll add it in post. <laughs> Hello. Sorry. Hello, Matt. How are hey, you? Hey, Matt. <laughs> uh, I'm a little nervous, but excited. Like a good, a good nerve. You know? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's sort of a, uh, is it a real moment, you know? Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, So Matt, for those listeners who don't know, is one of our $100 patrons and is joining us today as it's one of the rewards on our Patreon to join us for a game of D&D to become the seventh one of the six and join them on a quest. Um, And today's that day. And Matt, you uh, you're going to have some fun playing with the. Cody and David today. We're going to get up to some shenanigans. As fun as I can. <laughs> no, we don't get the shenanigans. With a, with a smaller group like this, it just makes it a lot easier to tell a cohesive story in one episode. Especially since the story is not from the perspective of the six or the heroes. This is from the perspective of your character, Matt. The, the perspective of Esmond. So, why don't you tell us who you are playing today? Uh, oh, okay. It's a little confusing right off the bat, especially with a lot of stuff in the story that I've written. Oh, uh, you just but... you just gotta say his yeah. his his name, his I'm, race, his class, all that. It, uh, just generically. I am playing, playing uh, Esmond Ventus. Ventus, I believe. Uh, he is a Shatterkai elf, and he is a Hexblade warlock. Interesting. Dark magic, I like it. I've never heard of that elf race before, so... So... So it's pretty much... He's like, no. No. It's pretty much like the the high elves from World of Warcraft. They turn into the shadow elves type of thing. They're called void elves. Void elves, oh yeah, sorry. Learn your wow lore. It's okay. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Mr. Technicality. Alright, so without further ado, let's get into the meat of this episode. Esmond. Like the meeting or the meat as in like tender meat? What, what, I do, Dave. <laughs> you know how to make things weird. <laughs> Esmond. You were once a normal high elf who traveled across the open seas of Varian. A noble who often associated with his work and poetry. However, one day during a strong storm at sea, your vessel 
was forced into harsh oceans, smashing it into pieces and sending you into the briny depths below. As your body went cold, sinking deeper and deeper into those black depths, you saw a soft gray light. Time seemed to slow. Directions meant nothing. It was impossible to figure out what the inky void was that you found yourself in until you saw her. A beautiful sight before you. If you could ever find perfect words to describe her, nobody would be able to understand them. You were just entranced in her beauty. Her hair is black as night, skin as pale as the moon's. She called you out by name, as if she knew your entire life, and offered you exactly what you wanted. We move ahead to the current day. Esmond, since that fateful day in the ocean depths, you have changed a lot. You've become a new elf. You are walking through the streets of Storm Talon as you've recently been contacted by your deity to find a certain someone. It is the dark of night as you move through the streets. Nothing but moonlight guides your path as you walk the outskirts of the gloom, making your way up the hallowed path leading to the city's graveyard. The roaring hills are full of tombstones, catacombs, and other stone structures that house the bodies of the dead. Nobles and simpletons alike, you know this lesson well. No matter how much money, fame, or fortune, or indulgence one enjoys in their life, the cycle continues, and we all end up in the same place. This place. Here you are, Esmond, as you walk through two large broken gates into the deepest part of the graveyard itself. The moon is hardly seen as it's covered by an overcast of clouds. A storm brewing far in the distance, as is common in this city known as Storm Talon. You walk amongst the graves. Would you like to tell me what you look like? Esmond is a rather tall, slender individual, still reigning from his pile heritage. 6'4", pale white to grey translucent skin. Some veins can be seen, especially on his face. Uh, sharp, black pupiled eyes. He has white silver hair that sort of trails down, covers part of his face, and outfit-wise he still has mostly a very noble attire. Uh, button-up shirt, a bit of an ascot containing his the, uh, the symbol of his deity, 
a, uh, a cloak that just seems from the shoulders, uh, starting off as feathers, just trailing down into a black cape, sort of as design. Tall boots and uh, very uh, fashionable <laughs> pants, I suppose. Uh, uh, and where his left arm should be uh, when he just lightly rested on a the tomb of an unknown individual, it appears to actually be the hand of a of a corvid of a dull metal raven's arm. Well, not a, an arm, but a claw. You understand? I understand. <laughs> yes. And, and there is actually art that was made for Esmond, and if you are one of our patrons, you should have seen it. Uh, by the time this episode comes out. If you're not, it will now be available to the public. You can go to all of our social media at Stubborn Heroes. You'll be able to see what Esmond looks like. Esmond, what brings you here on this journey? Well, my queen has contacted me about a individual that I must meet. And I followed the signs to this location. And what were the signs? Pure white raven with lavender eyes, I believe. And sure enough, ahead of you, landing and perching upon the gnarled tree that you find in this misty, spooky graveyard is the white raven with violet eyes. It lets out a squawk as it looks down at you. Well, I followed you this far. Is this the location? Is this my destination for you? In a moment, its head jerks back and forth as it looks around and then flutters away, true north, where you see a large statue of what looks like a knight riding on the back of a horse, holding up a flaming sword, and the sword is just ever-burning. It's the only light source there seems to be in the area. The raven flies past the statue. I will continue onward. You can control yourself. Oh. I hope so. You should be able to. As you continue walking through the graveyard, more graves, their headstones, more yard, you would hear... Something just ahead of you. A sound. Good sound? It sounds like two people talking. Arguing. Bickering. Can I hear what they're saying? Would you like... You... It just sounds like noise where you are. You'd have to creep up ever closer. Uh... So you will creep then. And you creep up. And what does Esmond hear ahead of him? I told you, Belgrath, I will get you treasures. We will get treasures here, but you cannot dig up the graves. Well, I don't see any shinies, but I've heard there's shinies in the graves, so if you're not going to show me them, I'm going to dig them up myself. You will not. You can't do that. Is there, a, is there something stopping me? Because I don't see no signs I no dig up, so I'm going to dig them up. If you dig them up, my blade will stop you. 
<laughs> then you'll get a nice bump on your head then. As when you hear this bickering, this arguing between two odd individuals ahead of you, what is your inner monologue thinking and saying? Theft is not good, and this child, this a child and a goblin. This is by far the most curious thing I've ever seen all day. Mm. Kind of staring, I'm sure. And suddenly, Belgarath and I'm gonna dig this up, and I'm going to get shinies. Are you, you literally me shinies? Are you literally digging up a grave right now? <laughs> I have a shovel in my hand. <laughs> I, I found a shovel you. off to the side, so I'm about to. I'm gonna step intervene at this you, point. You, well, you hear that. you hear the fluttering of wings as the white raven flies above you both, and it sort of dips down and pecks at you on the head, Belgrath, just once. I'm gonna swing at it with the shovel. You attempt to; it, it dodges your swing as it floats around, then it lands on top of uh, it, it perches on top of the large uh, tomb. That is behind the both of you. It lands at the top and then lets out a squawk. And Bonnie, you see this. <gasps> is that? Oh. Although I find myself in a strange place, she guides my path evermore. As a and strange. She'll bow, to, she'll bow to it. As a strange individual steps into view. That, that is a very curious thing. <clears throat> he just kind of just like silently walks up. Think about Shatterkai. They don't make a lot of sounds. They don't. They seem pretty much dead. Belgrath's gonna take out his club and stand ready. Thrower. But Belgrath, wait. What do you mean, wait? Did you uh? Did you come with that raven, sir? Yes, I... I was following it. Belgrath. He can be trusted. The Raven Queen has shown me that. You mean the Raven that just pecked me on the head? I'm gonna make dinner in about two seconds? You will not touch her. <laughs> it squawks at you, Belgrath. Uh, I'm gonna throw the shovel at it. <laughs> you throw the shovel. Uh, okay, roll the, roll the hit. Um, I'm gonna roll the hit. Right, can on. can I tentacle it? Well, let's <laughs> see Matt if he wants to do something. Hold on, he got it. Belgrath's getting mad, and let's see what happens. One thing at a time. That's a <laughs> <No>. one. <laughs> Belgrath, you go to throw the shovel, and stupid bird. You throw the shovel. It flies through the air. It bounces off the stone tomb, uh, flips in the air, bounces off of an, another tomb, and then comes and bonks you back in the head. And you fall down. Ah, motherfucker! <laughs> There's a huge goose egg on top of your head now, cartoonishly. The and bird's the, flying around his head? Uh, yeah, the bird's flying around his head. <laughs> white ravens. Yeah. As, as, <laughs> And the uh, and the white raven on top just lets out a squawk before fluttering away into the darkness. I'm gonna flip it off. <clears throat> There's your right. Chop. You're a quite crass individual. I'm. <sighs> I'm what? Yes, he is. Mm. Yeah. So Esmond kind of turns more towards Bonnie instead of 
kind of ignoring Belgra. And David, why don't you just give a quick description of this girl that he sees ahead of you? Because uh, Matt may not know, but there have been some changes to Bonnie. So, All right. by, so... And by this time this episode comes out, those changes will have taken effect. So, spoiler alert. So, Bonnie now looks older than she did before. She is probably, she looks probably about, you know, 14, 15-ish, I guess. She's uh, now wearing, like, all black leather. Black leather pants, black leather boots, black leather shirt. Uh, she, but she's got, like, a little leather skirt as well. Um, she's got short blonde hair now down to her shoulders. She just looks older. I think that's about it. But mostly, too, you're still wearing the same chest piece, right? Yes, I'm still wearing the same. I'm still wearing the uh, the Moonbreaker um, ra- uh, Raven chest piece. Mm-hmm. House Moonbreaker. Uh, despite me not being from this place, is there any way that mm-hmm. I can identify that? Roll a uh, history check. Uh, I, I, just, I was going to say disadvantage, but then at the same time... House Moonbreaker is pretty famous, and the really. Let's just do a straight history check. All right. Think that. Well, uh, bye. You haven't the faintest clue, Esmond. It's a very nice. It's a very nice chest. Can I roll for what he's wearing to pinpoint anything for Raven? Oh yeah, you can roll with advantage too, because I mean he doesn't try to hide it. Uh, Of course not. Why would I hide it? I know, but. 15. Uh, yeah, you would get the strong feeling that he definitely worships the Raven Queen. He's wearing black raven coat. He's got some sort of raven-like arm. He's dressed in black, white hair, very gothic attire. Um, there's no if ands, or buts. This guy is uh, definitely a worshiper of the Raven Queen. If there's the metal raven's head emblem didn't you know mean any that one yeah yeah no it's not that that's nothing that's and, underneath he's wearing a t-shirt that says i heard the raven queen. hey you know what sometimes bonnie rolls like <laughs> negative numbers so yeah, you never know she might look at you and be like i have no idea what you're wearing they look right. off face worship the raven queen so she's like you what is your name it it is a pleasure to make your acquaintance my name is esmond vent and he, uh, at first he, uh, starts to move the clawed hand out, and then he just kind of moves it back and just holds out his normal hand for a handshake. Forgetting about the claw. So, she'll hold out her hand. I, I have many names, but I mostly go by Bonnie. Oh, it's a pleasure to meet you, our acquaintance, Bonnie. And this is Belgarath. He's Scott. greedy. Belgrath just over over to the side, nurturing his bump on his head. Um, uh, oh, you have a greedy? Uh oh. No, I think he has your head injury. Uh oh. Why are you acting oh, so no. like posh? You usually just want to kill everything. Perception. Oh no, I'm so sorry. Belgrath got an eleven. A six. All right. Well, let's see if Matt can save you both. Let's go, Esmond. Okay. Ooh, there you go. You got a twenty-two. I'm gonna hold yeah. on to those. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you you guys can continue. All right. So Bonnie will look over at Esmond. What? What brings you here? The Raven Doc. He's not wrong. Stupid I'd... fucking Raven. Piece of fucking shit. 
I would mind you to hold your tongue. However, I was brought here because I was sent to aid a certain individual. That individual is what was called the, I believe it was, the Ageless Child. Oh. I've yet to meet any sort of children around here, however. Something about a young girl and a goblin standing in the middle of a graveyard in the middle of the night. Either this is the individual I'm looking for, or a very poorly planned grave robbery. Well, I wouldn't really call Bonnie young, but okay then. Uh... I young. For an elf. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, so remember when I told you I have many names? I'm the, guessing that the aged child is one of them. You're correct. That is right. Mm. We, we just call her the demon child. The demon I am child. not a demon. Yeah, you just like to kill everything. Killing is fun. And collecting the remains. I see. <laughs> well. See, I, I, I only go for bones. You go for teeth, ears, eyes, hair. You go for everything. I, I go mean, for the minimum. Technically, technically teeth are bones, so that you have in common. But she goes for everything. I go for bones just by themselves. I collect. Uh, Esmond, <laughs> you would yes. hear... The shuffling of feet and you'd see a shadow moving underneath the door of the tomb that's ahead of you mm. as I... if something is moving on the other side mm. I do not wish to alarm you both but it appears we are not alone and he'd sort of point a, a clawed finger towards the Tomb. Bonnie will turn around before she turns around. Um, Esmond would see her eyes go black and it look like they're starting to bleed a little bit. Um, the a blade, the scythe, will come out of her arm and she'll grip it with her hand and she'll turn around as she cuts herself, her other hand, and rubs it onto the blade and the blade lights up. Oh, yes. I'm gonna do the damage for that now. Yeah, she, she always does this. It's a, you get used to it. <coughs> Fascinating. Uh, what do you guys do? Bonnie, I am... To, oh. I am going to spawn Nemesis. Okay. And so, Esmond will hold out his uh, clawed hand and slowly, uh, from the palm out, black metallic liquid sort of just flows until it just holds in the air for a second uh about maybe four inches in it uh underneath his palm and as it does it slowly just like begins to move outward and it takes shape until it takes the form of an executioner's blade and he grabs it with his other and it's just a pure black blade with a flat uh tip all right uh I'm not doing anything as fancy as them, like using black blackness out of my body. <laughs> Belgrath just sees all of this and he's like, um... I, 
he just grabs his club that technically actually already out and just like stands ready uh, facing the crypt. Okay, so just to be clear, uh, so the you, you'd see that there is shifting and movement. You'd hear footsteps from the other side of uh, the tomb there. You guys aren't going to try to hide. You're just going to stand your ground. Well, I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to... I just want to know. Uh, I just want to make sure that you know the perspective. Does... What's... A, like, what would you guys... Is is that your plan? Just to stand your ground, that's it? Does the door... Is the door closed? It's it closed. It's closed. Uh... Bo- Bo- Bonnie, you already know uh, you guys were unable to open it and kind of that's where you've been stuck. Okay, well Bonnie, because Bonnie would have as soon as he said, like, it, you know, I don't I mean the alarm, she would have assumed somebody was there that's why she did all that stuff before she actually turned around. Okay. So after turning around, she'd be like we should hide from her. A good choice, a good observation yes. Uh, the stone door starts to shift and move. Bonnie will do a jump over this grave and... Okay. Is that a bush? It's a pumpkin patch. It's like... <laughs> it's a bush. Bullcrowd just steps into it. <laughs> I, I, I think the thing behind you is technically a bush. The other thing is just pumpkin. This looks like a bush, so Bullcrowd's just gonna step into the bush. Yeah. Alright, all right. Uh, roll I'll, stealth checks, all three of I'll, you. I'll hide oh, behind God. this tree over here. A little awkward with the yeah, so Bonnie and uh, and Esmond, you're hiding behind a grave and this gnarled tree while Belgrath, oh you just jump into a bush. Is Belgrath rolled a six. I rolled an eleven. Wait, you have disadvantage? Yeah, I have disadvantage. I am wearing plate. Uh, Suddenly, as you're all quiet there, uh, the stone door shifts open and stepping out are three figures wearing long crimson red robes. They're, they wear black gloves and large black boots. Their robes covering their faces, which are also covered in some sort of gnarled black mask. And three of them step out. I heard something. Sounded like metal hitting the tomb. One of them says, he points, you search that area, you over there. We cannot let anyone stop the master. And one of them steps forward and then stabs into the, the, the bush at you, Belgrath, as your stealth is shit. Yes. 16 Daisy. Uh, that's a hit. You take five slashing damage. I found one! These cultists all take out scimitars. Their scimitars uh, look like they're made of uh, some sort of obsidian metal and have cracks of, um, and cracks of, like, green energy up them. He slashes at you in the bush. You take damage. All right, roll for initiative. I was about to say, you could have probably just given him advantage since he was technically prone. Oh, thank you. Look at you. Let me auto-roll their initiative. Alright, these guys rolled a 16. Yeah, I gotta... Let's go with Belgarath. I have no idea what your rolls are. Belgarath. Belgarath got a 15. Okay, Bonnie. 
For some reason, mine rolled twice, but my first one was 12. Okay. And Esmond. Nine. All right. Top of initial initiative order are the three cultists, and unfortunately, all they see, they only know the whereabouts. Actually, what was your stealth again, Bonnie? Uh, Eleven. He doesn't see you. All three of them go after Belgrath. You just see these three cultists walk up and just start slashing at this bush. This feels slightly like a hate crime. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Remember, his world is racist towards goblins. You little goblin, you dare interfere in the master's work. Ten, Taisy. Ten is a no. Uh, Not natural, twenty. That's a hit. And a six. That's not a hit. Uh, you take, sorry, four damage. Only four? Yeah, it, it's, it keeps rolling twice. I was pressing the wrong button. You take four damage, slashing damage. So okay. you're, you're, you're actually dodging them pretty well in this push. It's a miss. You dare interfere in the master's work. Belgrath, it's your turn. Well, Belgrath inside the bush will <laughs> go rage. Yeah. Uh, and then Yidla, with his movement, leap out towards the cultists and starts swinging at one of them. Uh, so his actions. So first hit is wow, ten to hit. Uh, yeah, you miss. That sucks because I I have the dice rolling on on Beyond the, and it was at an eighteen and then last second flips the the cultist just like steps back he's like holy shit what the fuck as this uh, red goblin with red dragon scales growing on him screaming a bloodlust attempts to swing at him with a giant bone yeah um, is that the end of your turn no I still get another one okay go ahead. And he will swing again. 21 to hit. That hits. So it will be a 14 damage. Belgarath, how do you kill this cultist? Uh, He'll swing down at the cultist's head and just bonk him on the head really hard. Okay. Squish. The cultist would just absolutely be annihilated by you. And he would like raise his uh, the bone over his shoulder. The blood still dripping down the, I guess the club, and then just stares at the other two. And they just sort of back up a bit, but then they 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 grit their teeth, and one of them holds at a talisman that's around his neck. And that's the end of your turn. Yes, Bonnie, your turn. Which one's holding at the talisman? Uh, the one closest to you. Um, Bonnie's. She's gonna jump out. And she's. Did would she get advantage on this guy? Uh, yeah, they didn't see you. <laughs> so I'm going to bring my blade at him. And that's the reason I posted that meme in the meme channel. Why'd you do it twice? Because so, I got advantage. Okay. So it'll be 21. Yep. That uh, hits. So one hand is seven. I got plus two on it as well. So that's nine. With my He's- extra. He, he's still he's still alive. You 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 slash into him. You rip off one of his arms. He lets out a blood curdling scream from the pain. Blood rushes everywhere, but he's still holding his blade. Um, and do my for my second attack, 6018 because I got plus two on attack rolls as well. So 
18, does that hit? Yeah, that hits. And how much damage? Seven. Okay, body, how do you kill the cultist? I try, well, I would jump up and I would just first slice, slice off its arm and then go across and chop off its head. Yep, and you do so. His hood is just torn asunder. His body just plops to the ground. The head flips in the air before rolling off to the side. The final cultist, scared, starts to tremble a bit, but then he grabs his holy symbol and starts uh, speaking in abyssal. You know what I'm going to do? What? Um, as a bonus action, I'm going to shoot out my tentacle, grab him, and throw him up in the air toward Esmond. Can you do that? Why not? What do you mean, why not? <laughs> why not? It's a, it's a bonus action. <laughs> Show me the tattoo. It. Show me the item. I mean... Hold on, I don't have it ahead of me here. for but... theater of mind, right? I can no, grapple them with it. No, no. <laughs> Come on, that's not... Fine, then. Mechanically, that's action, not how it works. For my bonus action, I'm going to attack it. Attack that guy again. Okay. Attack that other guy. <sighs> uh, nine. You slash, and he just pulls his head back and just dodges and parries with his uh, with his sword. Esmond. That is the end of my All right. turn. All right, Esmond, All right, so it's your turn. Esmond is going to... Uh, first of all, he just he's standing there, like, behind the tree, watching these two individuals murder with such ease. Uh, and then he's just gonna whip around, like, take a five-foot step out, and with his, uh, flawed arm, just fire off two Eldritch, uh, blasts. I believe it's two? I think that's how many I have. Okay. Eldritch Blast, Eldritch Blast. <laughs> yeah, it's two count. Okay, so I'm gonna fire two at him. Okay. Uh, 14. Yeah, that hits. Alright, uh, and then the second one... Hold on, how much damage? Oh, uh, 10 force damage. How do you kill him? Oh, well... <laughs> he only uh, had 10 well... health. Alright, uh, so he, he kind of just steps out and lets two claws just charge with a, a black and white energy that kind of seems to just spiral like different different colors to each finger he fires both of them well they kind of uh one just goes sailing off the other one just hits him in the jaw and it sort of like crushes it his jaw and, and he hits his head on the back of the the two just sort of fall to the ground yeah and that's what happens end of combat that man was entirely made out of wet clay. Just... <laughs> That's not the weirdest thing we've ever seen. Are you... Are you usually plagued by cultists? Um... Cultists... Demons... Mm -hmm. Monsters... Bandits... Oh. Robot... Uh, um... Giant cat... Giant rat, um, and you know, you name it. We've been, we've we've killed it. I was with you at, until the cat. Don't 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 forget the dragon we uh, came across. We never killed it, but we came across it. Oh yeah, that thing. Uh, he has a mix of uh, of respect and perturbedness, sort of like washed across. Ah, uh, yes. All right, strong individual. Uh, while you're talking stuff, Bonnie wants to investigate the cultist. Okay, yeah, roll an investigation. And while he's doing that, uh, 
Belgrath will unrage. Okay. I'm just going to leave your token as it is, though. I'm not switching it every time. Okay. 23. What are you doing, Esmond? Uh, I was actually going to uh, assist or look also because okay. I remember seeing or like from where I was the that the one that was I you know caved the the jaw in on had a, a holy symbol. I was just curious to what it was. Okay, yeah. So roll an investigation as well. Fourteen. Okay. So yeah, um, Esmond, you investigate by going through the bodies and. Um, two of them, their holy symbols are kind of destroyed. One of them is still intact, and you do find it. Um, while Bonnie, you find a journal on one of them. It seems to be leather-bound, wrapped in a tight black rope. So, Esmond, you get the holy, this, this weird talisman holy symbol that one the cultists have, and Bonnie, you get a journal. Uh, Belgrath's gonna investigate too, only for the fact because, uh, I was, he was promised shinies, so he wants shinies. Okay, go ahead. You're more looking for treasure, then. And yes. Shiny stuff. Okay. 14. <laughs> yeah, but Belgrath, you find, you, you find, uh, you find about 30 gold in all their pockets. I have a feeling Belgrath's gonna be the richest person out of everyone. <laughs> Is it 30 gold? 30 gold, yeah. Okay, what do you do? Um, Bonnie will kind of like look around and be like, the perch must have been right about this. Esmond. The fuck's the perch? The perch of ravens? You know where I bring out all my treasures? Wait, you have treasures in there? Let's go there instead. <sighs> uh, you said the buzzword. Um, Esmond. Yes. The perch told us that there were grave robbers in this area stealing corpses in the graveyard that's why we're here and then when I saw the white raven I assumed that you were here for the same reason I I was sent here on the means to aid the ageless child so I am here for you and at your service I knew nothing more of this I, I will be frank with you, I, I don't know much of this perch that you speak of. First off, I am very new to this this, uh, this place. And secondly, uh, sort of stumbled upon it. But just kind of is a little confused at trying to make sense of it all. When you say you're new to this place, what do you mean? Like, where are you from? Uh, uh it's... it's a very long boat ride away. Uh, Ettenville, if you've ever heard of it? It's off, off Umbra. I genuinely have not looked at a map lately. Ettenville, we know where Ettenville is, right? You That's guys know was... it's, it's nope. outside of, it's outside of Umbra. It's a, it's a different continent far away. You've never been there. It's the outside world. Oh, wow. You, you've come a very long way. Yes, very uh, Have you come all this way just to aid me, or were you already here? I was on my way elsewhere when a um, most unfortunate accident had taken place, but um, the Raven Queen spared my life, and I am at her service in this place. So I am doing what I was asked of, and I am 
aiding those who service her as well. well. Can I look at the... I apologize. Go on. Sorry. I was wanting to look while talking, kind of look at the, the holy symbol that I found. Yeah, it seems what what looks like the skull of, like, a ram with two horns, gnarled horns that twist at each side. And it reeks of sulfur. And the chain is a black rope that is warm to the touch. You can roll a history check, or you can roll a religion check. Uh, I'll take my chance with religion. 17. You feel sick to your stomach holding this symbol. You feel... You feel... Um... Gravity around you. You feel... Sour. Sick. A perversion of death itself. Esmin just drops it. Just like... You know, it's like something gross and he's just like, eh, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then he's going to take Nemesis and downward smash it with the blunt end of the execution blade. And the, the holy symbol breaks beneath your sword. What did you find with it? Version of death. The It just made me feel utterly uncomfortable. If these are the people who are stealing bodies, then, well, you're right on the money. The one did well, say something about his master. Yes, perhaps that unholy symbol was to its master. Whatever it is, I won't stand for it. And, uh, in a very sort of weird way, Esmond kind of, knee- like, kneels to to Bonnie and just... Miss Bonnie, I am at your service for the venture of bearing the rest in here from having to be pilfered by such unholy I I am at your service through the rape. I appreciate that. We will we will find out who's doing this, and we will kill them. It must come to that. Then execution is my new forte. It always comes to that. That's the fun part. Mm. Stand oh, back up. Well, the door that uh, we couldn't get open is open, so. Let's get shiny hunting. <laughs> oh, and Belgarath, I must thank you. Lily just kind of walks over, not in a menacing way, but you know, just I must thank you for trying to injure the White Raven and ending up getting the attention of the three poor saps. Uh, Less individuals inside to deal with. You're welcome. I hope my genuine thanks has come through. And turns back and walks in. Before we go, though, um, (laughs) I did find a journal. We should maybe skim through it and see if we can find any information. All right. So, was that an... Did you just roll an investigation? Okay, that's fine. Okay. I investigate the journal, right? 20? Sure. Bonnie, um... You would unravel the black rope that's wrapped around the journal. When you open up its pages, the smell of sulfur from the fingertips of these cultists clearly working on dark magics um, 
permeate the pages and you can smell it. You learn that these cultists are following, these cultists worship the demon lord of the abyss known as Orcus. In your history, you would know that Orcus is the bane of the Raven Queen, the embodiment of the perversion of death itself. You'd see that these specific cultists also follow their leader known as Thulgor, the Betrayer. The journal speaks of Thulgor bringing them all together. He was once a warlock that worshipped the Raven Queen before he fell to the influence of Orcus. He murdered many in Kelimvor, where you are from, before fleeing to Falcon's Rest, where he was ultimately killed by the Grey Knights 80 years ago, killed by House Moonbreaker. A history check? Um, you know what? You don't need to do it. You rolled a 20 on the investigation. You will remember this story uh, during your time at the Crucible of Ravens. You would be taken aback that it seems by the words in this page that Thulgor the Betrayer has returned and is doing something with the dead within the tomb. Okay. <clears throat> he is also known as what you would know as a monster hunter yourself as what's called a death lock. Okay. So she reads this and goes, Oh, this might not be good. What? What is the matter? Well, it seems these guys are uh, following a warlock named Fulgor the Betrayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was killed 80 years ago. So I think he's back and alive. Zombie? Well, uh, I don't know. Perhaps this is also that perversion of death creeping its head back in. He may just be undead. So, zombie, lich, ghost. It could be any means of creatures. He, uh, he follows the demi-lord Orcus, and he once, he did once, uh, from the tales that I remember, he did once follow the Raven Queen, then didn't, and now he kills many, many, many of the followers. That's why House Moonbreaker had to take him out. Somehow he's back. So I think that's who we might find in here. Well, then we'll just have to do House Moonbreaker a favor and bury him again. If possible. Smash him Latanya into... will be so happy if I do. Smash him into dust. Yeah. Collect his shinies. Well. I was promised shinies. That's why I came here. I'm getting shinies. But now you get to go smashy smashy. It's more fun than, than shinies. No. Shinies yeah. is more better than smashings. And if I don't get shinies... I will take shinies from the grave, so let's go find shinies. I guess he's already entered his way, so <laughs> shall we follow? Um, you said that these guys turned to clay, right, Adam? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> no. Uh, I, I said, I said, I, I said it turned to clay. I said that his jaw, like he was being like, fictitious. He, he was saying, was like, being... oh wow, he like he died very easily. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's gonna collect some clay. It's like you can get it from the dirt if you want it that badly. I was going to. I was gonna collect clay from them. Okay. Uh, so, do you guys proceed inside? Before Esmond goes in, uh, 
he's gonna just like step into the shadow of the tomb for a second. Yep. And then get it'll get a little bit darker. He'll step back out and then he'll walk in casting armor of shadows on himself. He doesn't have to be in the dark to do it, but, but... Of course, yeah. What does that do? Uh, it basically just lets him cast a major armor on himself. Excellent. And that will. You guys enter into the tomb. Now, if you just look to the right of the map on roll 20, you'll see yourselves there. Huh. Ah. You I figured everybody else did it, so I may as well do it. Walk Meh. into the tomb where you see, um, this is before you get to this point, uh, where you see uh, three stone caskets with candles lit above them that have been torn open. The bodies are gone. You continue walking inside where you see that same holy symbol they had around their neck drawn in blood and drawn in chalk all across the walls. There's also a bunch of abyssal written on the walls, and anybody who can understand abyssal would see the master will come and save us from death's prison. You continue walking uh, through the catacombs until you descend down some stairs where you eventually enter into what seems to be a very old chamber. Ahead of you is a large door that seems to be completely closed off with some sort of contraption against it. To your left is a closed cage door, and to your right is a hallway. By the way, the entire time... Esmond is going down this uh, this hallway into the catacombs. Uh, every time he sees that image, the the image of the ram and stuff like that, he's just going to use prestidigitation to just erase it. Okay. Just, just erase, erase, erase. Just gross, gross, gross. Yeah. And eventually, you make it to this room. There's just too many symbols for you to prestidigitation it. I know. <laughs> it, it takes six seconds for each one. It's already <laughs> annoying. All right, guys. What do you do? What would you like? Everything you see on the map is what you see. So, a strange, like, thing in front right here. Just, it's like some sort of mechanism. Yeah, and once you make it there, Esmond, you would see beyond that door is a cultist. His back is against you. And he seems to be praying at some sort of um, altar to Orcus. A bunch of bones mixed with animal bones. Uh, a ram's skull head on top, and he's just on his knees, rocking back and forth, whispering and mumbling to himself. You see that to your left. Uh, he'll kind of get closer and explain to the others just so there's an individual who appears to be praying to our left. Stay quiet. We will be able to maybe go the other way. I don't know if that goes, if there's a door or a mechanism that goes to that gate. So. Alright, let's try it that way. Try the right? Yeah, let's go right. Alright. Uh, are you all going stealthily? Yeah, I guess we should. We should roll for stealth. You should probably (laughs) roll for stealth. If you're being sneaky, roll for stealth. Yeah. Also, uh, Belgraph and Thrawn is a mask. You would see Belgarath put on a mask that looks very similar to the Orcus mask and two large flame 
horns uh, grow above his head. Almost like Hellboy's uh, crown. That's a very fascinating object you have there. And he's, he's, I actually really like that just myself. <laughs> and let's see, that's his mask of hellish fury. Uh, let's see the stealth check here, Bonnie, 13, oh boy, Matt. Seven. Seven. See what I get. Belgrath, you gonna, you gonna save him here? His collective stealth? Okay. Uh, hey, you don't know how stealthy you're being. You guys attempt uh, to walk up. And, what, is uh, the, what does the um, abyssal say again? So, now that you're wearing the mask, you can read. Suddenly all these uh, markings on the walls and stuff, Belgarath, start making sense, and you can kind of read them. Um, they say several things. A lot of them are speaking about the prison that is the cycle of life and death. That Orcus will break the cycle and all will be free from death's prison. Um, and it speaks of Tholgor and how Tholgor will bring this city to ruin. Ah, um, so we should probably stop them because they're planning on ruining this city or ruin, so we really actually have to kill this guy. Agreed. I'm glad you're on board, finally. As you turn... Oh, I, I was on board to killing him, but I was more interested in Chinese. <laughs> as you turn, Esmond, and you're like, okay, let's be sneaky, you suddenly accidentally trip on this skeleton that's on the ground. <laughs> let's be sneaky. I pull out my shield, trip, and just clatter everything. Yep. Metal on stone. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> I catch myself with my metal arm on a stone floor. <laughs> Boy, this did not come out. Yeah. As you were all attempting to sneak... All eyes dart to uh, the three of you. Um, Hello. Roll for initiative. Oh god. Fourteen. I know I don't need to say my roll that loud, but oh. <laughs> Twenty-three. Seven. You gonna go with seven or seven? I rolled two fives, so. <laughs> I mean, hey, if you had triple advantage and rolled another seven, you would have gotten the jackpot. Not a roll. Oh, they rolled a seven. Uh, oh, so, do you want to go first or second? Well, who has the higher uh, mock? Uh, I just, I, I, I don't do that. I just say, hey, do you want to go first or second? I let the player okay. pick. Do you want to go, first, go first or second? You'll go first? Okay, so I'll make theirs eight. Uh, Belgrath, what's, uh, what, what, yours was seven? Yes. And Bonnie... 23. And... Esmond? 14. Okay. Starting with Bonnie, what do you do? Um, Bonnie will be like, Esmond, get the one behind us! And show up to this one and attack yeah. it. Okay, go ahead. I forgot, her, her hands, her, her bait's still lit. She never actually got rid of it yet. I guess I should explain for the audience. So yeah, there's... Um, there's the cultist that's behind the door far up the hallway to your left and then what was revealed was two cultists were actually in a corridor that was to your right and they seem to be uh, rummaging through the belongings of dead bodies that they had brought down here and they all see you and before they can speak immediately Bonnie runs up and uh, 25 to hit that's a hit uh, 10, 14. Uh, how do you kill this cultist? Uh, I just run up and chop off its head. 
and yep. then <laughs> Turner. It is so quick. Just an immediate... And, he's and then I turn around to the other one and attack that one with my extra attack. Go ahead. 14. Uh, 14 hits. Okay. That's 4. And... That's uh, 8, 9, 10. Uh, how do you kill this one? Um, I just stab it right in the chest and <laughs> the print made right up. And as you're stabbing him in the chest and blood starts coming out of his his mouth, he just looks at you, Bonnie, and he smiles and he goes, He calls from the abyss, ushering his children home. You cannot stop, Volgor. I will stop everybody. <laughs> and he just falls down lifeless. Shake off her blade and turn around, I guess, because... You can't really get to this. My door's locked. Is that the end of your turn? That's the end of my turn. Okay. So next is Esmond. Still a bit of a look at perturbed just how easy it is for this young individual. Still getting over it. You know? Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Esmond is going to, I guess, make his way over to the gate. Is the, This is really difficult. It, it, uh, it is a gate, yeah. Yeah. Uh, is that individual stuck prey? Oh yeah, he's turned around, and he seems okay. to be uh, moving some magic in his hands. Okay, uh, it's, it's a gate, so there's an opening, right? It's a gate, yeah. Cool. He sticks his arm through and fires Eldritch Blast at him. Okay, go ahead. Right, Eldritch uh, Blast, Eldritch Blast. You're a real warlock well, I now. Mean, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm a fight. I'm a real warlock. Oh, are you proud of me? Uh, a mon would be proud. Thirteen. That hits. Alright, so first blast hits him for three force damage. Okay. Second blast, 25 to hit. Yep. Five force damage. He's hitting one shoulder, he's hitting the other. He's bleeding, he just looks up and smiles, though. He's still alive. Like, I had several ideas. I didn't know if it was, uh, like, what to do about this, because I didn't know if if it was blocked or what. Yeah, you you uh, could have checked. I could have checked, but I went straight for... You want a bonus action, I'll let you check. Uh, sure. You pull, oh, you pull up the gate and it opens. Ah, shit! Hi. <laughs> you put your fire, hand fire. through, blast them twice, and you're like, "Wait a second. And you pick up the gate and it opens. Oh, you just oh, <laughs> hello. And I'll just feel ready. My turn. Okay. Uh, the cultist now is going to. You'd see the cultist uh, starts to cast some sort of spell. Um, his hands move, and then this dark magic flows through, and then he encloses his hand and then speaks some words. And this magical, almost soul-like, blue-hued thing emits from his lips, and it flies around the room and then flies through the wall here as if he sent a message. And that's the end of his turn. The other ones are dead. Belgrath, your turn. Uh, Belgrath will run towards the last one that's alive. Yep. Hearing that he probably heard the screams of the other two dying from Bonnie. Yep. And he will attack him. Uh, unnatural 20, so yep. that'll be 10 damage. Uh, Belgrath, how do you kill this guy? As, he, as you slowly approach, he looks at peace as if he knew that he was about to die. He closes his eyes. He'll baseball swing his head off. 
he, his body and his head go flying back into the altar to Orcus that then just gets crushed under the weight as you smash and you murder him. That's the end of combat. Yay. Uh, Belgraf will be intrigued by the animal bones that spy the altar and start picking through them. Okay. Uh, Belgraf, if you're uh, searching there, you can roll an investigation. Okay. Bonnie, what are you doing? Um, Bonnie's calming down now, and her eyes are not so much going black. Her eyes are going back to normal. Esmond, what are you 16. doing? 16. Yay, we killed them! Is there anything interesting in this room? Because this room was, it did have a gate, so I assumed that it would have some reason to be locked off or Roll, roll an investigation. Alright. Just anything of note. Uh, 21? Esmond, you'd see in the corner a pile of shoes. Uh, it's not just old shoes. Some of them look new. They don't look like they've been buried. And they're small. As if they belong to children. He he notices this and sort of slowly stands up and looks to Belgrath pick out a few bones and then he must hurry. Belgrath, while you're picking through the bones, you'd notice just as if it fell off of the cultist there a small pink gem that shimmers with magic. Instantly, Belgrath picks it up. Pink shiny. Can can we please get out of this room now? Yes. And he just kind of bolt like goes out. So, uh... You get a few bones, Belgrath, as well. Awesome. From the altar. And Belgrath, after picking through the bones and finding that pink shiny... Uh, what are you doing there, Esmond? Uh, Esmond is just kind of looking at this thing it was talked about earlier. Yeah. So, <laughs> the flames, there are three flames that are lit. One in the center, one on each side. And roll a quick investigation. Alright. Eleven. This is some sort of odd contraption. <laughs> Perhaps you're just overwhelmed with everything that's going on. You just can't make sense of it. Well, it's not nothing, but it's something that has to do with this place. Bonnie, what are you doing? I'm about, I want to investigate this room. Go ahead. Or room and the things and whatever's around. 22. Uh, 22, Bonnie. Um, you'd see that there are uh, the bodies of the dead here, but they're not all um, from the grave. Some of them are people from Storm Talon who have been taken. And you see some bodies of even some younger people. But amongst the two corpses of the cultists, you find a gem just like Belgarath found, but one is teal and one is purple, glowing with magic. Okay. Anything about the room, though? Like No. Yeah. So Bonnie will come out here. What'd you find? Uh, I found a pink shiny and some bones. Several pairs of uh, shoes. Nothing really... Those were truly of noteworthy, I suppose. 
but uh, he found a a gemstone. Does anyone know how to get through the this gate? If anybody would like to look, roll an investigation. I will assist because I'm not good at investigating. No. I'm, I'm so all Bonnie, right at investigating. Bonnie, you can investigate uh, with advantage, which I think you already had, but whatever. Yes, yeah, I wrote 16 on both either way. Okay, Bonnie, uh, you would look at these and you'd see on this contraption on the door there are three flames, but right below the flames seem to be slots as if you could place something inside. Okay. Um, do you think she'd she would put two and two together, I would assume? Yeah, if you can. And so, she can. she back? Hang on. So she'll take the teal uh, gem and put it into one of the slots. Suddenly, the flame that's burning burns a bright teal. So take the purple one and put it into another slot. Same thing. The, that flame turns purple. Belkara. Yes? That gem you have, it needs to go in there. What's my shiny? <laughs> but think of it this way. You give up that shiny, and I'm sure there's many more inside. Do you know that for sure? I, I would like to reason here, if I may, of course. Belgrath, if this door, or whatever it is, if this is a door and these are the keys, then you can remove the key after you lock it. Therefore, afterwards, you don't, you lose, you may lose one shiny, but at the end, you'll gain, have three. Hmm. <laughs> Belgrath slots the pink one into the flame. The, f- the flame alights with pink. Suddenly, the fire, uh, all three of them burn brightly, and then some sort of runic stream of energy moves up from the contraption up the wall, and then the wall slowly starts to move down into the floor, revealing a hallway ahead of you with a powerful teal blue glow on the other side. Belgrath. Oh, it's just Belgrath steps forward into the hallway. Is it well lit? Yep. So, do the three of you proceed? Yes. Yes. You walk into a large chamber that seems to be cut in the middle. A river. No, not a river. A flow of magic where you almost can hear the screams of the dead is seen ahead of you and surrounding you are dozens and dozens of cultists oh god it's the river sticks very similar to the river sticks as there are seems to be some floating platforms that would get allow you to get the other side of this river of souls. But immediately you are just surrounded by cultists who are all just standing there staring at you and they're chanting in this deep quiet like song, not attacking you. Uh is it like in are they saying this choir song in like common or something? They're or speaking is it in-, in abyssal. You can understand like to them. hear what yeah. they're saying. They're saying, um, I never thought of what the song would be, 
Uh, they're just chanting. It's a song about Orcus, and it's a song about uh, the souls being set free. And, and uh, how how does the, how does the tune of the song go? I'll play it. <laughs> it's playing right now. You just don't know it yet. <laughs> but it's. Uh, I want to hear you singing. If, if you imagine. Of all movies, I'm going to quote uh, Rise of Skywalker when Palpatine's robed men were around, they were all just chanting the song. Uh, you, it's it's like that. It's very sick. I thought it was, I thought it was going to be a rendition of the Doobie Brothers. You know, give me the beat boy, <laughs> bring <my> stuff. No, <laughs> but give me the beat orchestra. As as the three of you walk in, you're surrounded by them, uh, and but they don't move. They don't seem to want to attack you. Ahead. On the other side of this river of souls is a large figure, over ten feet tall, lich-like in appearance, wearing long robes, but also a bit of armor on his chest and body. He moves his hand, and when he does, the river seems to uh, rise up, and you would see just, it's almost like, it's almost like a cascade of souls trying to climb on top of one another trying to escape and they scream as he moves his hand up and then moves his hand down they're sucked back down into the river of souls you can tell he's like manipulating it he has a gaunt undead face and this is obviously who you would assume to be Thulgor the betrayer so you have come you're supposed to be dead is that what the Moonbreakers told you? Don't you know, little girl? There is no such thing as death. The cycle is a lie. I am impressed that you have come all this way. I was warned that you would eventually make your way in, and you have. I am Thulgor, the betrayer, as your people would call me. But we need not end this war, petty squabbling. No. Instead, why don't we come to an understanding? You are outnumbered. You could not possibly beat me. Why don't you join me instead? What is it you're trying to do? The cost of opening a portal to the abyss is great. But any motions to this door contraption that's behind him. It has this arcing, again, this ghoulishly teal blue energy moving up and down it. The same energy coming out of his hands. The same energy that seems to be on the pillars that are around the room. And the same energy that flows through the sea, this river of souls. But it is nearly complete. I will usher in forces from the abyss and we will rise up in Orcus's name 
We will take this pathetic excuse of an empire, this kingdom, and I will sit as general in his army. And you could too. Your tenacity, your love for the Raven Queen, as he looks at Esmond, is misplaced. She doesn't care about you. She never did. It is all a lie. Quick question, Adam. Mm -hmm. She kind of walks toward these people. Do they attack her or anything? No, they just continue chanting and staring at you. Okay. So while while he's talking, she kind of like motions for them, for the other two to kind of follow her. They'll let you go a little ways, but eventually they will stop you about there and step in the way, physically. <laughs> oh. What are you laughing at? Where you call my views misguided and fog and no clarity at all, you can't help what's also in front of you. Death is a natural aspect of this world, and to remove it, you remove a cycle that has been constant. The cycle is a lie! The cycle is meant to keep things in balance. You choose to ignore it because you are scared. A scared little boy in a mound of armor. Bound to the Raven Queen's dogma, I see. Life and death are the same, you fool. An unending truth. You can be beyond the cycle. You could live and breathe forever. Why would you ever want it to end? Sometimes a story just has to end. And yours here now across this pit, this river of souls that you choose to torment. Your story will re-end. Here's the epilogue. You're going to die. I sense much potential in you, Elf. I guess we are at an impasse then. And he waves his hand, and when he does, suddenly all of the cultists in the room scream out in pain. Their bodies go gaunt as the life is sucked out of them. Their souls ripped out of their bodies, their bodies falling down to husks of ash and bone onto the ground as they're absorbed into the stream of souls. And then, rising up from the stream, this the, the ground would quiver and shake. The stones would shift as an entity begins to rise from the well of souls. Uh-oh. Oh. It's huge body made up of just bones, a glimmer of blue soul magic running through it, this cascade of just gnarled hands and 
feet and skulls clash, clashing their teeth. This monstrous thing. You are but a bump in the road on the way to absolute power. I will aid Orcus in destroying the cycle. Your Raven Queen will disappear under his heel. Even she will serve undeath. You will die before you ever do any that. Roll initiative. Woo. I apologize for getting that. <laughs> no, it's all good. Whatever. Have at her. Yeah. Talk a big game. Go. And when he does this, by the way, the four pillars that are in the room glow. And when they, as he raises his hand and summons this creature, those four pillars grow and the sea of souls also glows a powerful blue hue. All right, so, uh, hmm. Belgrath. A 10. Bonnie. 16. Esmond. 8. 8. Um, <laughs> Fulgore <laughs> got a 10 as well. Belgrath, would you like to go first? Yeah, sure. And the Swarm of Skeletons got a 5. All right, starting with Bonnie. Go ahead. Uh, well, Bonnie would attack what's in front of her. She can reach it, right? Uh, what, that thing in front of her? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm going to assume that's got lots of, um, uh, natural 20. Okay. Ooh. 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 Ooh la la. So we do, we, we don't do that, we do the 5 plus 5, right? 16, 17. Okay. Bonnie, you slash into this pile of bones. A bunch of the bones just fall to the side, and although you've made purchase and you've you've uh, you seem to have done some damage, it, this is a gargantuan, strange being like you've never seen—a pure embodiment of undeath—and you really, it would startle you. I'm gonna keep attacking it, okay? For a reason that I will explain in a minute. Okay, I'm just going to do it so I don't have to keep back and forth. I'm going to do the two attacks here. So, 12. That misses. The 12 misses. Okay, 25. Uh, 25 hits. Go, 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 go. Away from there. Oh my god. Sorry, I'm looking out of the thing. I just have to roll uh, my right again. I really need to get back. You don't have a mouse? Tape it. It's David, what do you expect? Oh my god, how do you function? Um, <laughs> uh, okay, he's Dave Dunn. Did he just lose his internet? Hey! He probably did. All that's left is you. <laughs> is he gone from the actual... Computer overheated and shut off. Um... All right, so we're, we're going to continue with your two turns, and just uh, we'll just have to say David's turn ended there, unfortunately. So, um, or sorry, we go to Belgrath next. Oof. Um, okay. Uh, so Belgrath will go rage, and curious of after like the monster appeared, seeing the pillars glow up and the river glow. 
he's actually going to aim for one of the statues or pillars for one of his attacks. Okay. 14 to the pillar. Okay, 14 hits. And 11 damage to the pillar. Okay. Belgarath, you smash into this pillar and you destroy it. When you do, the other three pillars sort of shimmer and shake, and this well of souls also shakes. You see the uh, Fulgore just sort of... <coughs> you little shit. Then he will... How long was that distance? Oh yeah, I can make that. So with the rest of his movement, we'll go to the other pillar. <laughs> and attack the, pil- the second pillar. Okay. You're not supposed to touch that. What, this? <laughs> Oops. A 16 to hit? <laughs> okay, 16 hits. And uh, he'll look towards the deathlock and be like, You mean this pillar? And just smash yes, right at that. Then it hits it with 14. Hits it with 14. Like 14 damage. Yep, you destroy that pillar too. Just smash it. Again, the uh, other pillars begin to just shift and change um, and, 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 and flicker with energy as the Well of Souls also wanes. Then Thulgor lifts up his arm and the he's able to settle the energy. <sighs> I guess I'll just have to kill you quickly then. Is that the end of your turn, Belgrath? Yes, that's the end of my turn. Sorry, guys. How am I going to kill you? I mean... Well, okay. apparently you already killed David, so... Yeah, David's dead. David's gone. He's dead. You'll have to reset the entire computer, and hopefully the, it's not warm enough. I'm gonna put it in the freezer. Usually he has a fan pointing at it, and it hasn't overheated in so long, so I don't know why it does now. Uh, he's going to raise up his arm at Belgarath, and I'm going to cast Crown of Madness on you. Oh my goodness. Uh... To make a wisdom saving throw, Belgrath. I want to see if I... Give me a second. See if I am immune to charm or anything. You're not. Uh... Okay, I guess, yeah, I'm not. Okay, ground of madness. Roll a wisdom saving throw, please. Wisdom saving throw. (laughs) This is going to be fun. Oh, no. Yep. Okay. So, uh, you... Suddenly, you... This... As, as you look very cocky, Belgrath, this iron-clad magical uh, crown seems to clasp against your head. Your eyes suddenly turn this blue hue, and you just start to smile in a maddening way. And... must use this. So, the way the Crown of Madness works is, uh, while you're charmed in this way... A twisted crown of jagged iron appears on your head, and a madness glows in your eyes. The charmed target must use its action before moving on each of its turns to make a melee attack against a creature other than itself that you mentally choose. The target can act normally on its own, on its turn. If you choose no creature, or if none uh, are within its reach on your subsequent turns, you must use your action to maintain control over the target or the spell ends. Also, the target can make wisdom saving throw at the end of each of its turns. Okay, so you're now mine. 
Um, I can't make you, uh, Matt. Maybe you can help here. I'm not reading this incorrectly. He doesn't. I can't make him attack immediately, right? It's just on his uh, turn. You, it's on. Uh, it is on your subsequent turn, I believe. So that means on your next turn, you can make him attack, and then he can move. He always has to attack first. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the charm target must use action before the turn. Yeah. Uh, I still have control over my own movements. So let's it. make sure oh, David's oh, yeah. recording is good. David, did you lose your recording? No, the recording's still there, but you're going to have... I have to turn on the air conditioner to cool off up here, so you might have I some background care. noise when it goes through. That's fine. Um, uh, but it stopped. Me. It literally stopped where I said, oh, I need to get a mouse. Okay, and then we made fun of you, but you didn't hear that part. Uh, so Belgrath is has just just so, so you know what you missed david he destroyed the two pillars here okay. um and it's causing the energy to wane the deathlock then cast uh crown of madness on belgrath and basically has him mind controlled and that's where it's going to end its turn next is uh esmond what do you do okay uh i did i uh so here how far is it from me to him so that's 20 feet 25 feet. 25 feet. Yep. Okay. Get into like I want to get like this. The, the placement of everything. Is well, of here's the thing. In order to get over yeah. this river, you have to jump twice, which is du- so it's uh, 10 feet of. Sorry, this is five ten. I'd say 15 feet of double movement. Uh, or I could just teleport. Or you can teleport. I didn't know <laughs> oh, you could right. do that. Uh, yes, I can teleport. Uh. I'm going to, so what Esmond is going to do is, okay, so how far is it from, like, me to him? I think it's at 25 feet, but, so, what Esmond is going to do is, he is going to just, uh, I would say, take a running leap, so he would start, like, where he was, five feet, or, like, and then just, like, jump, Mm -hmm. and while he's in the mid, kind of on the arc, He's going to use the Blessing of the Raven Queen and teleport up to 30 feet to the location you can see, and then just appear right here. Esmond jumps up and explodes into a... basically into a flock of ravens and coalesces right in front of him. Semi-transparent, like you could still see some of the birds flowing through him. Right in front of Thalgor, the Betrayer. And you see Thalgor with this energy flowing through one hand... He's holding a staff in the other and just looks down at you. You do not know your place, elf. And you have forgot your place. And he's going to take two swings at him with Nemesis. Finally, a melee attack. Uh, <laughs> uh, 26. To hit. Yeah, you hit me. Oh, okay. Uh, that's 10. Uh, oh, I have it set to... Uh, it, it's the same weapon, but I accidentally forgot to change over him to a longsword. But it's the same damage either. Way. Okay. It's just slashing damage. Yeah, so 10? Yeah, so 10 slashing damage. Gotcha. And then second attack. But uh, a 26 to hit. Uh, the same again. thing, yeah. And another yeah, 10? Yeah, same thing. And, and another 10 slashing damage. Wow. Okay. And I just have to end my turn. After breaking against his body. Oh, to roll two 26s? Yeah, I rolled the exact same thing twice. Both for to hit and damage. Sorry, I have to... 
So 20 damage total. Is that a magical weapon? Yeah, it is a magical weapon. Yeah, you, you slash at him twice. <sighs> this is a... Okay, so I have to roll a concentration check. Yep. 19, I'm good. All right, and then the second one, because I hit you twice. Eight. That's a fail. Then. Uh, oh, I get an advantage. Hold on. Oh. Deathlock innate spellcasting. Uh, has advantage on all magical uh, spell checks and saving throws. Okay, so that was the first one then. Then the second attack. Natural twenty. Fuck. All right. So. I tried. Yeah. Um, Actually, the spell holds even tighter. Yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know, man, your, shut the fuck up. End of your turn, uh, end of your turn, Esmond. Yeah, that's in. The swarm of skeletons immediately runs up and just engulfs both <laughs> Bonnie and Belgarath. You guys are just surrounded. Like you're, you're, it's like you're in a sea of bones that are slashing and attacking you, by the way. Uh, both of you are going to be attacked. So this is against Bonnie. 22 day AC. That's a hit. Take 15 piercing damage. And Belgraph. 22 day AC. That's a hit. 12 piercing damage. As you guys are just slashed and attacked by these, uh, by this swarm of bones. Yeah, um, I take half the, that damage, so. So I only take six damage. That's the end of its turn. Bonnie, it's your turn. Okay, so Belgraph destroyed those two pillars. Yeah, the ones that are closest to you. And what happened? They, the energy wavered in and out as if it was affecting something, and the Sea of Souls also glowed. And the um, Thulgor was very angry he was doing it, which is why he cast uh, Crown of Madness on Belgrath. Okay. Hmm. So I get <laughs> over there. Ah. <sighs> And right now I'm being swarmed, so if I step out, they still get attack of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Fuck it, I'm gonna risk it. I'm gonna run over here. Attack of opportunity. Uh, as arrows start shooting at you, it's the exact same as the uh, as the physical. It's 17 day C. Ding. 21 piercing damage. Okay, I'll take that in a minute. Gonna... How you looking, Bonnie? <laughs> um, let me see here. 21. I so hope that you've been adding your damage, David. I have been. Uh, I, I I'm still good. I'm stuck in. Not very convincing. Okay, so I'm going to... So how much movement is it to jump from here to here? So here it here? would be 5, 10. So double Ooh. that. 20 feet. 20? Yep. 20 feet. It's about 20 feet. Okay, that'll be... 5. Well, it, why don't you explain what you're doing? Because this is an audio podcast. So. Oh, no, I will in a second. So I'm going to see how far I can go. Damn it. Okay. Um, all right, well, just get over there, because I'm like, whatever, he's mind-controlled anyways, and he'll come follow me afterwards. I ran out of the bones over to the edge of the cliff, and I jumped on one of the pillars, and I jumped back over, um, over to the side that, uh, uh, Falgor's on, across the sea of the dead. Okay, yep, you made it across. You see uh, Thulgor is currently engaged in combat against Esmond. There's some stairs there leading up to an altar up top. Uh, that's uh, that's as far as I can move. Yep, I know. So Is that the end of your turn? Uh, I don't... Oh, actually, hold on. Hold on. I think I might build this thing. Oh, hold on. Can I take that back for a second? Why? Because I want to use Ethereal Step instead. 
Okay. Do you right, allow just, me just, to take it back? I'll allow you. Just hurry up. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. So from here, I'm going to go into ethereal form, and I'm going to... and I can run across anything as if I can run in any direction, as if things didn't exist. So I could run right across here, no problem. And nothing can attack me from this from this side. Okay. So... Well, no, I'm not going to let you take back the attack of opportunity I did. I didn't know that's what you were going to do. That's that's kind of bullshit, right? I mean, I you wouldn't let me do that. So if that's what you were trying to get at, then no. No, but where's 30, where's 30 feet from where I am? Perfect. So I will go right to here. Okay. Pop in out of nowhere. No. Sure. So let's just say you ran out of the bone monster. He shot you with the arrows. You took the damage and then use ethereal step once you were free to go the rest of the way. Exactly. Okay. All right. Fine. Hopefully my computer lets me attack. Uh-huh. Bonnie no clip. <laughs> Let's put them both in there. 20 and 17. Both hit. Okay. And that's uh, 4, 6, 8, 16. And let me do the other one for my right of the dawn. 22. Total, total damage. 22. Sorry, Bonnie. You've yeah. uh, uh, explained to me what it looks like when you slash at him. Uh, well, she just pops out of the ethereal plane and just right in front of him and she just goes right across his chest and then uh, back and forth and then she's got the one more so um, why are you attacking uh, a third time that's what I always yeah yeah but no Dave you don't understand you would always attack with your off hand right oh, my, my you're attacking whispers. with your two handed sight not two handed it's only one handed sight I only do the one handed so you are Okay, so you are holding the scythe one hand, you're wielding it one-handed while you're wielding your other blade. Which is your yeah. your 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 shadowy hand. That's what you should be attacking with now. That's why you always let me What'd you say? That, oh, that's why you always let me do the second attack. Like the the bonus one. Well you were dueling. You were a, a duelist. So Whisper's Claw. Nineteen. Nineteen hits. Ten. He's about to quip and say something, but then you slash across his face with your shadowy cloth. <laughs> Plus one, so eleven. Uh, now I do believe he has to make concentration. Check. Three of them. Yes. Three of them. Yep. All of it. That's the first one. <laughs> Seventeen. Second one's a nat twenty. Third one's an eighteen. He continues concentrating. Well. Is that the end of your turn, Bonnie? That is. Now, uh, maybe uh, somebody, uh, Mac, maybe you can help me interpret Crown of Madness. He has to take an action uh, before no, he so can move. When, no, but so if it's in range. Yeah, so it says uh, specifically, charm target must use its action before moving on to make melee attack against a creature other than itself that you mentally choose. So if, uh, if Fulgore is not choosing to attack, you know, the bone form then it basically is wasted. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to I'm going to have you punch the bones. Not not using your femur bone, just a straight up melee uh, unarmed strike. Okay. Cuz I'm an asshole. <laughs> 25. <laughs> Belgrath, you in rage you're like what's going on? You just punch one of the skulls and uh, you do, do 6 damage. 6 damage. Pretty good. 
Consider it. I like um, think it's like momentary madness, and he's just like, huh, what? Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so if, now you can roll. Your turn's over. Uh, that's where I'm going to end your turn. Um, mm, you can't end my turn. I still have movement. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he can now, He can do his own movement? Yeah. It only affects the, uh, it only affects the okay. attack, but he gets a uh, bonus action, reaction, all yeah, that sure. stuff. Yeah, sure. You, you go ahead. You move. You move. Okay, bonus action to disengage, so I take no damage. I, I, just, I didn't want to give him an option to have an action, that's all. Can, can you bonus action? No. Uh, yep, I can. Nimble escape. Oh. Nimble escape. Oh. oh. Alright. Because I'm a goblin. You're using bonus ac action to disengage, you son of a bitch. Okay. Okay, yeah. so I move over the here. The bones are trying to shoot arrows at you and you dodge them. And then... With a 10-foot jump, I can make a jump up to 16 feet. Okay. But with the crown on, I get a double that. Yeah. Oh, fuck. You can jump for all the way So I'm jumping across <laughs> the chasm. What happens when you do it? You have to describe it because I have it oh. in the crown. What happens when you jump like that? He's wearing two crowns. Yeah, technically. It it does? <laughs> double help. Yeah, yeah. You grow wings. Oh yeah, Flame, no, I know I had fiery wi wings. No, I yeah, I have wings before that, but I didn't know they affected the jump. But yeah, so no, no, the the wings only come out when you're doing the jump. All right, so Belgrath will have a running start and start <laughs> jumping over the chasm. But as soon as he starts jumping, the fire wings will burst out from his back and almost seem like it's flapping, like it's helping me jump. Wow, fire wings. A mask with horns, with flame horns, a twisted iron crown on a red, like, angry bone goblin. Yeah. That's just perfect for a Metallica cover. Yes, it is. Because <laughs> you go leaping over, and you can make it all the way here, if you want. No, I'm going to go right here. Oh, you jump all the way to the pillar in the top of the water. <laughs> yep. Okay, you're standing in and, front of it now, uh, just breathing heavily. And uh, I will end my turn there. And you get to make a wisdom save. Oh yeah, so I get to make a wisdom he save. He can actually. choose to. And I and to. I choose to. <laughs> if you want, I mean. Let's see. Holger kind of looks over at you. Come on, man. Seventeen. Uh. Fuck, you pass. Nice. It's not like you would have been able to use the crown of madness on me in the next turn, anyways. Suddenly, as you get there, it's your burning helm, and maybe even when the uh, when the wings come out, this fire from your mask just burns away this iron-clad magical helmet of Crown of Madness that was on your head. Thulgor, angry, watches you as you go over there and then returns to dodging these attacks from these two disciples of the Raven Queen. <sighs> I have had enough of this and you see as suddenly he starts to pull in magic uh that rises up from the uh fr fr from the lake of souls into his hand and he shoots a bolt of a grave bolt forward at uh bonnie first uh nine to ac bonnie myth all right he's gonna shoot another one at you 18 to ac hit uh do a dc strength Strength saving throw, you fail. You have now become restrained. These souls start to gather around you, Bonnie, almost like chains. They pull you down. You're completely restrained as you 
fall down to your knees as if bowing before Tholgor. And you got fucking saved on those goddamn uh, my, my shitty damage rolls. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, and then one more bolt at, uh, at Esmond. 25 day AC. Even, even if I did this, I would work. So uh, it hit. All right, Esmond, you're also blasted with this uh, torrent of soul energy. Um, I need you to roll a strength save as well. DC 16. Okay. Uh, not my cup of tea, but uh, that's a three. My friend, you are also restrained. Let me explain. You are restrained by shadowy tendrils for one minute. Both of you. You can use your action to repeat the saving throw, ending the effect on itself on a success. The DC is 16. You can do it again on your turn. As both of you are grasping these uh, soul tendrils and then forced down to your knees, and Thulgor sort of floats a little bit. <laughs> Where is your raven queen now? And that is the end of his turn. Now it's Esmond's turn. Okay, so 14 uh, damage. Yeah, you take that's, 14 necrotic damage, yep. That's half then, because I am resistant to necrotic. Okay. Surprisingly uh, having all the right things, except for strength. I, can I still attack him, technically? You, you're restrained or? up to one minute. Oh. All you, ca- mm-hmm. you, can, you can spend an action to repeat the saving throw and break free. I guess I will attempt that, or, mm, so, just trying to think about what I can do here, which I guess the only thing I can do is just attempt to break free. Alright, so I'll roll, I'll attempt to break free then. Okay, strength, DC 16. Nine. You struggle Uh, against your bonds. You should have taken me up on my offer while you still had the chance. Is that the end uh, of your turn? I already used my blessing. Uh, I don't have any... I guess that's the end of my turn. I can't cast a spell, though. The skeleton horde goes rolling across the room and rolls up on top of the both of you and completely covers the two of you as Thulgor watches with glee. Rusty Blade starting with Bonnie. 14 days. Miss. Okay, now you, uh, Esmond. 19 days. Uh, mm, I can't cast, I can't use a reaction, right? Cast a spell. Uh, re- does restrain stops you, I believe. I want to make sure. Yeah, it's, it's, it's verbal and somatic, so somatic would, uh, be unable to be affected. So, Restrained, I believe. Yeah. Uh, no, you can't. Uh, so, uh, wait, hold on. Uh, Nineteen days. Just, yeah, I, and I also just remembered uh, something, but we're past this. I, I forgot that the blessing of the Raven Queen makes me resist all damage until my next turn. So, the damage I would have taken already half would have been half again. So. Okay. Well, you can have that again. That's fine. Okay. But okay, so that was. Uh, Nineteen days. That okay, you take 16 piercing damage. Right, which, by the way, uh, having the earlier damage, I would have only taken 40. Okay. So. But, okay, so I take 16 damage. Yeah. 
That's the end of the skeleton's turn. Bonnie, it's your turn. I guess I'm gonna try and get out. Okay, DC 16, strength save. Nope. Okay, Bonnie, you uh, fail as well. Um, again, these uh, the swarm of skeletons completely blocking your view. Perhaps them just attacking you, and and, and uh, you know you just you just can't take it. Uh, is that the end of your turn, Bonnie? Uh, yes. Belgrath. <laughs> Belgrath will attack the pillar. Go ahead. Uh, hopefully my rolls are good. Pretty fucking good. Oh, you hit the pillar. Six damage. All right, Bel- Belgarath, how do you how do you destroy the pillar? I just <laughs> keep smashing with my bow. It was a stupid question. You hit it with the bone. <laughs> the pillar, <laughs> the energy within it wanes. Suddenly, you'd see the uh, death block. You'd see uh, Thogor just. Uh, uh, he just looks over as as the energy in his hand also wanes, and uh, the soul river sort of shines and 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 pulses once again. He suddenly turns more of his gaze towards you now, Belgrath. You have been a nuisance for too long, you little goblin. What the fuck are you even doing here? Uh, uh, I was promised shinies, so I'm gonna get shinies one way or another. Shinies? And, uh, is that the end of your turn, Belgrath? You got movement. Nope. Would you like to do? Yep, I actually have another attack, too. Oh, fuck. So, as a bonus action, he will nimble escape and just slide on right. Attack of opportunity. Disengage. No. What do you mean, no? Disengage prevents it. I can't be attacked of opportunity while disengage is on. At the same time, you also ran behind him, which was 10 feet away. So, therefore, he wouldn't get. Your movement doesn't provoke opportunity attacks for the rest of the turn. You're right. Okay. Yep. So, so I will. Yeah. So he watches. Belgrath will stroll no. on by past him. No. <laughs> no. And the mechanics of this game bind him. No. <laughs> he tries to uh, throw just for flavor. He tries to throw a bolt of energy at you. Just nimbly dodge it and move across it. Damn it! And Belgrath will attack the last pillar. You leap in the air and you come down. You ch- attempt to attack it. Well, it's all you do. It's- it's just 10. 14. You hit! For 14 damage as well. Belgraph, you come coming down with your uh, giant bone and you smash the final pillar. The energy disperses. You'd see uh, the... Death- wait, wait. Before, be- before that happens, it'll be like in slow-mo. Because one hand will be on the... One hand will be on the bone going to smash and Belgraph will slowly turn, flipping him off. <laughs> Oh, so it's a one-handed attack. That oh, well then. then. <laughs> it only goes seven. Um, yeah, so you do that, Belgrath. For flavor, shut up, Matt. You come down, the, the energy disperses and explodes. Suddenly, the the river of souls, the, ener- the, the glow from it disappears, and now it's just a very calm. The pile of bones that's surrounding um, Esmond and Bonnie just fall down everywhere. Uh, lifeless, no longer a soul powering them. The uh, chains that bind you also disperse, and you're both free now as Thalgor uh, falls to the ground, and you see the blue energy, the soul magic that he's been using um, no longer in his fingertips. The only thing now glowing with this energy is the door that's behind Thalgor. 
that all the energy was sort of being put into before. And he just falls down. You'd see he looks much more gone. He sort of lurches over a bit. His his bones, he seems thinner. He doesn't seem as as full of this undeath, this power anymore. <gasps> and he backs up a bit towards the door. <laughs> Is that the end of your turn, uh, Belgrath? That's the end of my turn. It's now his turn. We're not grappled anymore, are we? You're not grappled anymore, no. Golgor mm. turns to the door. And he places his hand upon it. Raven. The Raven Queen was my love, and she did not love me back. That is why I can never follow her again. With Orcus, I will be reborn. He places his hand on the door behind him, the small soul energy that's left churning out of his body and the door just slowly starts to crack and open and you see some sort of dark deep black portal on the other side and uh, that I'm gonna say is the end of his turn. He seems to be slowly moving himself into this portal that's behind him. Uh, Esmond, it's your turn. Orcus, I come to you! Bring me to you, Orcus! Save me from the Queen's wrath! She only offers you wrath because of your betrayal. Love Love can be seen as something unconditional. It is something that can never be returned, but can always be given. I don't know. He's gonna get through this fucking portal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> he's, so, uh, he's, let's see here. I'm, I'm Orcus, it's my turn. Let me in! Suddenly, from the Go other ahead. side of this portal, uh, I just described so. this black magic. Suddenly, you guys would just smell sulfur. You'd smell just, um decay, the smell of rotting flesh as a dark, a large, dark hand slowly starts to come out. Esmond walks up behind him, and as he's walking, the spirits of Fallen just start to push from and around him as he's casting Fear Trap. Oh. Uh, so, so as... Yep. So, uh, well, uh, basically... Uh, you call forth the spirits of the dead, which flit around you, and for the spell's duration, spirits are intangible and invulnerable. I'm gonna say it's even amplified, as all of the spirits of the dead who were stuck in this river start to form around you, the entire room just filling up with these blue souls of the dead. All around you, Esmond. He keeps walking forward, and I'm going to choose Radiant Damage, because I get to choose either Necrotic, Cold, or Radiant. So Nemesis gains a, the spirit sort of wrap around Nemesis as he approaches from behind, and he's going to take two attacks. Okay. At, at his back. Go ahead. That's a natural twenty. You natural twenty. Well, not that bad. Advantage. 
Well, no, no, no. Yeah, it doesn't fight. matter. Esmond, yeah. Esmond, Esmond. Tell me how you kill Thulgor, the betrayer. Uh, so he, with this whole, like, love is, respect is, through everything that this man has clearly given up on, uh, it sort of waves, like, as he approaches, the, the spirits of the river slowly moving up across the, like, across the, the stone floors, up the, the sidewall, and just start, like, wrapping itself around him as he, like, pushes forward. And as he's getting, he moves closer and closer to him, the executioner blade in hand, and he just looks at this pale individual and sees this portal that just calling out to him. He just kind of feels sorry and and grips him, takes the sword up, and then <gasps> divides his neck. <laughs> Beheads him. His head falls to the side as his eyes go lifeless. Suddenly you'd see his very soul start to emerge and come out of his body. And when it does, the souls of the dead that are there grab him and he starts screaming. No! No! As his soul is torn apart by the dead. And when this is complete, you'd see all of the souls start to let out this releasing sigh of relief and they fly out of the tomb, some of them through the walls, some of them up into the air, some of them down below until the glows are, the blue glows are completely gone. It's only this dark portal that's ahead of you and the dark hand that's inside of it starts to pull away. This is not the end. I will have what I seek. The portal collapses and the entire ruins, ruins start to shake. The tomb begins to rumble and shake and fall apart around you. The voice from the other side. Gone. We should probably go. He, uh, he offers a hand to uh, a non-blood hand to uh, Bonnie. If I may, I would love to try. Of course. And uh, when he takes his hand, he's going to cast Fly. And since it's at a fourth level, since it's at a fourth level, I get to target an additional creature. Oh, God, I wonder who you're going to I thought it would be funny if you two just fly out and Belgrath's like, what the f- Yeah, Belgrath oh, is left. But, Belgrath, um, get your shinies first. The place is It's fine. Okay. So uh, during the collapse, he'll just be frantically searching such shinies. Shinies where the shinies are. You find hurry, a few, hurry, you hurry. pick them up, and Esmond just eventually casts the fly on you, and all three of you fly out of the. T- uh, Bonnie wants to grab the skull of him first before. Oh, a, God. Uh, okay. Quickly, just sure. grab his head because it was sure. you. Yeah, Bonnie picks up the head. Belgarath, you grab a bunch of the uh, precious jewels and, and things that you can. Hardly any. You don't have a lot of time. That part of the cavern's collapsing first, where the portal is. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have forces that. you all out. Yeah, as he casts it, uh, normally some people have it differently for fly. Some like it's like a levitation or something. For when he casts it, just everybody gets uh, wings, just black wings spread from their back. Okay. And they just fly you out. You all fly out. 
And if you go to the far left of the uh, roll 20 here, you're now out of the tomb. You made, you made it out safely out of the collapsing tomb. And you all land as the fly spell dis- dissipates and disappears. Huh. Well, oh. that was a peculiar, uh, a very interesting, riveting justice well done. Yeah, it was just it was just another day. Esmond, you did uh you did very well in there. House Moonbreaker would be proud. Well, thank you. And he uh he'll bow. I the sentiment is appreciated, even if I have no idea what House Moonbreaker is. Uh thank you. I will make sure I inform um, Latanya of uh of your effort. Thank you. I would appreciate that greatly. So yeah, you are. Uh, you both. You both did pretty good getting restrained there. Thank you, Belgrin, for your amazing work at stopping Fulgore with his magic. I appreciate it dearly. Belgrath, on the way out, did you get those gems? Belgrath, Belgrath's gonna pick up the stone and throw it at Bonnie. <laughs> <laughs> well, where are you heading to now, Esmond? I I have to head back to Stone Talon. I have a few individuals there, hoping for my return. I uh, I promised them, and uh, he'll uh, hold up a uh, a necklace. That is, it is a necklace with a silver chain. The emblem is dark with a skull carved into it, uh, into it with black stone. The mouth is open, and where there are eyes, there are two rubies. I promise to bring this back to a friend. And what he's talking about to audience is the Discord roleplay, which is canon with the campaign, and Esmond is actually a character from the roleplay that uh, last night left on this journey. Didn't know if he was going to come back. Well, well, I'll take this head back to the perch. The House Moonbreaker will be quite happy with this. I believe so. If they killed him once, imagine what you, how they would be bringing it back again. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm going to go home and count my shinies. And, and to, uh, to add these bones to my armor. But uh, it was, like, fun, uh... Fun fighting with you, I guess. Hope to do it again sometime. If you ever, uh... If you ever need anything, come on by Tanglewood Estate. That's our home. Well, I will keep that in mind. Thank you, the both of you, for... For aiding me. And I know I was... I was aiding you as well. On this mission from the Queen, but... Thank you. And I suppose this is where we part ways, so... As the sun slowly rises on the horizon, starts to shine over the graveyard, the spooky atmosphere disappearing as quickly as the the moon set. Goodbye. Belgrath will be waving. Walks out of the graveyard. You leave these those two strangers behind. No longer strangers, but perhaps friends. You met some allies today. And a story you will always remember. 
as a white raven with violet eyes floats in the air and then disappears towards the sun. And that's where we're going to end this episode. All right, guys. That was pretty good, huh? Was it good? Did you like that? Uh, did you like that, Matt? Was that good? Did that make a good quest for you? Yeah, that was fairly uh, That was fairly amazing. I was not expecting uh, a natural 20 on the other That's perfect. <laughs> I, was, I was like, you can do anything. <laughs> you can do anything. Yeah, uh, yeah so uh, I want to thank Matt mostly today, but I want to thank all of our patrons. Without you, none of this would be possible. Everything we do, including episodes like this, special episodes, I really enjoy putting these together, making something special. Especially for you, Matt, you're such a help. Um, we can't we can't say enough how much uh, uh, we love you and all of our other um, uh, seventh patrons who I can't wait to do theirs. You know, I have theirs all set up and ready. Each one is as different and alien and strange as the next, but uh, I try to make it cater towards the character that they've made, and I tried to cater this one to Esmond, so I hope you enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, so uh, if you want to give us some money, that'd be good. You can go to patreon.com, become a patron yourself. I'm not saying you have to give us $100. That's uh, something we come shouldn't on. expect anybody yes, to do. Yes, you want to give it. Come that's, something, that's something that I want to <laughs> If you wanted to, though. We do appreciate could. it. Thank you. Appreciate you. It. <laughs> yes. You can, you can always uh, sign up yourself, and who knows, maybe you'll be joining us for one of these episodes. Maybe you have an idea for a character that you think would mesh well with the heroes. Well, you know how to make it happen. And this is proof. And I think we had a really good time today. So it was. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah, I was worried over nothing just the entire time. <laughs> yeah. It was it was fun. It was fun. Even if you know, even if things did get loved and stealth rolls that didn't pen out, but that's you know, rolls no that didn't turn out stealthy. I haven't had a I haven't had a good D experience in a long time. Not saying anything bad about the you know, the Discord. D&D, which is really fun. Yep. Alright, so uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. Even if you're not a patron, don't forget to follow us on all social media at Stubborn Heroes. Go to stubbornheroes.com and uh, and yeah, till next time. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank Bye. you. Set me free Cause when I try to see the light
Take my time Just take a breath 